0: Um, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest returning for the second time, uh, Carolina Ravasa. She has a new game out, uh, Dead Island Two, and um, I I messaged her about Chatterline because I loved I loved that game and I loved I could tell that that was your voice. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk to you today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Super happy to be here again. Thanks yes, for having me.
0: Last time. I think reports of a Overwatch 2 had just or like I think you might have played it um but oh yeah
1: I I played it at BlizzCon I think, uh I think before I, the pandemic mm-hmm. uh because they they let us play a little section but I'm so terrible at it I wouldn't really consider myself that I, I wouldn't say that I played it but <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. yeah yeah um how has that been like um kind of like a resurgence of um a new a new release of probably something that you hold very dearly to your heart um and did you do how much new stuff did you do for the game
1: um you know it's always exciting just when there's like a revamp because we feel like you guys get new material and uh you can get excited to play something that you love so much and have it like feel fresh so uh, i love that i know that people have mixed feelings about 5v5 so i always ask you know how people are doing with that and and they give me their whole spiel about like missing another tank and so i i I like that that people love to share their their thoughts on on how their gameplay has changed. Um I love that we did new ga- new voice lines um we We recorded a lot of new stuff just so that again, like regular gameplay felt fresh and then there's obviously like cool new interactions with characters. I have a lot of voice lines with Sigma, which I find really sweet and endearing because it kind of shows off that they're That they're good friends, (laughs) and uh, you know, I make fun of um, Cassidy, which I love, and uh, I loved doing the new um, that Halloween event called "The Wrath of the Bride." Mm -hmm. That was a very different take on Sombra. We were kind of going for like this, like haunted house kind of hokey feel, and Sombra is totally the opposite of hokey, (laughs) and that would make her cringe. So I, I had to kind of find with the director like a new take on. On how her sarcastic self would would do this you know in a in a haunted house so that was fun that was really exciting and different
0: yeah i mean i i absolutely i love the fact that you know we got all this new content because i didn't play a ton of overwatch one but like i got into it because i was like new game uh fresh stuff but i i feel like even i knew that there was a lot of new interactions and stuff and i don't know i thought it was fantastic and i love what they did with it um cool what when it when it comes to like because i feel like overwatch as a cast is very unique you don't always get that when it comes to like a cast of actors that still want to be a part of something that released so long ago and that you guys are uh from the outside looking in a tight uh, tight tight-knit group um was there a moment when it came to like valorant or any other project where it kind of emulated that because i feel like valorant um as like the cast is starting to get more together like i saw you get you and miranda and celine met Mm -hmm. up together like yeah is that is that like a a good feeling for you to to have that interaction with the other voice actors
1: absolutely i mean i think it's we know that you guys love it so Mm -hmm. that's partly why we do it but I also think, uh, you know, only somebody in that game will understand being a part of the game, right? Like, the Apex cast is close because they share this thing in common. So I think that uh, Overwatch did give us a lot of new friendships, and we've kept them. Regardless of if there was an Overwatch 2 or not, I would still be seeing a lot of the Overwatch 1 cast members because we love each other so much. Uh, The Valorant peeps are kind of all over, and Mm -hmm. I think because it launched in the pandemic, we we didn't have an immediate, like, get together the Absolutely. way Liz Khan sort of got us together at the end of their uh whole weekend event so it was a little bit different but i think that we all share the fact that we're in the same game and it's very exciting
0: mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking about that as well the the, the timing of everything when it, when valorant launched um that it's kind of unfortunate for all the cons and stuff like that for everything to get for everyone to get together
1: um, yeah
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Dead Island. Uh, I watched. I haven't played it yet, but I watched the intro on YouTube, and I I knew exactly which character you were. Um, what was that experience like? And um, when did I kind of just for people who don't know how long before like you get the audition or you get told that you're going to do this thing. How long is that process this time around?
1: I can't remember from auditioning. Maybe I got a call back like one or two weeks later and I worked with the director and we, cause I had made her sound really young cause they'd said she was super young. And then it was like, we had to find her sounding more like me with a little bit of an accent. And um, I channeled my Michelle Rodriguez, but um, we recorded before, no okay it's all coming back to (laughs) me okay yeah I did the call back from my closet not this one but my other apartment so so I do remember that I was it was in the pandemic and then we recorded oh my god 2021 maybe um I did a lot of sessions and it was like every day for three weeks going into the studio for four hours um the difference with this kind of game is that it's not just me doing lines as a first person shooter. you just kind of like recording alone um, and you don't have a lot of scene work unless we mm-hmm. do a, a cinematic. But for this one, it was uh, you get to play six different characters and at the beginning of every scene or level or whatever, uh, there's a whole interaction that goes on with other non-playable characters in the game. So they've set those up in a way that the way we record is we see everything that's happening and we have to drop our lines in. So, I would get like a non-playable character saying, hey, Carla, you need to do this. And then I'd have a certain amount of time where I'd be like, I don't want to do that, man. What do we do instead? And then he'd talk and then I'd say, but they've written six different scripts so that every other character has a similar but different interaction Mm -hmm. for the beginning of that scene. So I thought that was kind of cool because it lets you act a little bit more like you're Mm -hmm. interacting with other characters. So that's cool. And I got to see a lot of like the scenes play in front of me because they've already animated them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was a, it was a different experience because it was definitely not like Valorant or or Overwatch. So uh I enjoyed it just as much. Um, and I hope people are enjoy. I don't like zombies really, <laughs> and I definitely would have moments where I'm like, oh god, because I'd watch how like she's killing a zombie or whatever, and I'd have to react to like and the blood splattering and stuff. Uh, so that was pretty gross, but still really a cool experience, you know?
0: Yeah, because like you said. Uh, I've heard it a lot from a lot of the voice actors that you're not seeing stuff. And especially when, you know, maybe there's some times where in an interaction in a game like Valorant or Overwatch, you might get, if the other character has already recorded their lines, you may get a line. But like a lot of times you're not, you know, feedback. You're just kind of saying the lines alone. Yeah. So do you have like, is it a completely different experience or do you have a preference between the both of them?
1: we we just learned to play in all scenarios you know Mm -hmm. um for animation sometimes we get to do scene work with somebody and sometimes we just do our lines and then know what the line before was uh so we've just learned to sort of like be creative in that environment uh in this case i i was acting opposite pre-recorded stuff already so i didn't it wasn't an actual real interaction because i it wasn't like i'm looking at a human that's giving me like in the moment feelings yeah it's like Prescripted, scripted and I'm jumping in to say a thing in between and then listening to their response. So it's also, it feels a little bit, it can feel a little bit boxed in, but at the same time, we have to find the creativity within that space to make the interaction real. So I mean, in a, in a perfect world, I would love to just act opposite a live human always so we can find new things and be creative in the moment. But that's just not how these animals work, you know, mm-hmm. so we've learned to, to, to work within those confines.
0: Has has voice acting got started to get back to, like, are you doing a lot of, uh, like, in-studio stuff now?
1: Um, yes. I, I, well, I think the voice actor can choose, but some studios prefer for you to go in just so their found engineer can take care of everything, and mm-hmm. I always prefer that so that I can move in the booth comfortably and scream and they take care of, like, pops and stuff or uh you know the 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 um, the ac is so much better because like i get (laughs) into this little closet and i'm very confined so i can't like act things out um Mm -hmm. so i'm always going to prefer going in studio but sometimes it's nice if it's just a couple lines i can just do them in my closet and i don't have to drive an hour you know so yeah yeah
0: that's super i i love the the idea of the the closet like i always hear every voice actor say like yeah i recorded that in my closet I love that.
1: Well, because I can't really, I mean, I could say booth and sound really fancy, (laughs) but it's actually my closet and I have like winter gear on both sides and my, Mm -hmm. you know, I have padding everywhere and it's a really nice mic. So it's a booth, but it's a closet, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I was actually curious. This just popped into my head. Um, the, I, there's a TikTok, this was a while ago, but it was you and, I, I don't want to butcher his last name, but Dan is it Povenmire? Mm-hmm. I did not know you guys were connected. How did how did that? Have you guys been connected for a long time?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm lucky enough to work on his new Disney show. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, after Phineas and Ferb and Milo's Murphy's Law, Milo Murphy's Law, he created a new show called Hamster and Gretel,
0: oh, and it's yeah. on Disney,
1: it's on Disney Plus right now, and I play Gretel's mom. Um, so. I had met him before through mutual friends and uh, he's always been very nice and sweet and helpful in the animation world. But then I, I got to audition for this character and I went in for the callback and I did my homework and, and learned what this character should sound like. And luckily I got it. So I've gotten to work with him for the past two years on this new show. We're on season two right now. So I I feel very lucky that, that I get to do that because I always wanted to work with Disney and Dan's super um, creative and so is uh well all his writers, but I'm friends with one of them, Joanna. And um so, you know, it's just it's a wonderful thing to get to work with fabulously creative people.
0: Yeah, he's fantastic. Like so probably like one of the most talented people. Like Yeah. Incredible. I just thought that was so awesome. I was like, hey, I know that person in that TikTok. So I thought that yeah. was really cool. <laughs> um so when so, oh man, I lost my train of thought there. Um
1: You're good, you're good. <laughs> you got you got excited thinking about Dan Carmichael. Yeah, I did, I did.
0: I yeah. did. He, he's got me speechless. Um so, so Shatterline uh that game I really take I took a liking to and I thought it was fantastic. And then obviously it has one of my favorite voice actors in it. Um How did that Oh When was that timeline? Because I hadn't even heard about Shatterline until like it came out, and then I made a TikTok about it, and then it did really well because of you. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, but how did that? How did that come about?
1: Oh gosh, you know, it's so funny. I remember watching interviews of actors years ago, and they'd be like, they'd ask them, "How do you feel about this?" And they're like, "We filmed so long ago, I don't even remember." And now I get it because I filmed, I recorded this. A year and a half ago okay about a year and a half ago and you know it was just two or three sessions it's funny they weren't they weren't as long as uh as the valorant or overwatch like mm-hmm. or even uh the the carla stuff for dead island too um i I d- it's funny i i and I, I don't know i don't know i auditioned i definitely knew i wanted to make her sound a little bit different to raise because i mean once I go into my Brazilian accent, it's it's really hard to to find a different sort of yeah. tonality for it. In Spanish, I can do it, but I feel like Brazilian's very nasal, so it, it's hard to find nuance in that. And so I knew that she was a little bit, not that Ray's is not sexy, but she, uh, Brisa is a little bit a little bit more sultry or like mysterious, while Ray's is just like wears her heart on her sleeve and mm-hmm. is a little crazy. So um, you know, I know she sounds similar sometimes, and it's just it's. It's, it's just what happens, but uh, I really enjoyed working with them. They were based in the Ukraine. This was right right before the everything went down over there, so um, I hope they're doing well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope people are playing it. I hadn't even heard about the game either until I was recording, and then boom, it was out. It was it's mm-hmm. such a funny thing, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when it when it comes to just a curious question of mine, when when you were first starting and you were recording stuff like as a voice actor and you had to wait for things to come out as you do and i you're probably maybe more used to it now but like was there a moment where you were are or are you still like antsy for things to come out and like be able to tell people not be under nda about something
1: i mean I was lucky with Overwatch and Valorant because I, I recorded those characters. I was almost the last to record always. <laughs> so like for Overwatch, the game had come out and I didn't even know it was out. And then like I recorded and within two months, they, they launched Sombra. And then for Valorant, also like four months, boom, it was out. You know, So I didn't have to wait too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on a video game for years now where we can't say anything and that's driving me nuts because I feel like I was probably one of the first to record Oh, so yeah. they're fail- they're figuring out all their stuff. They're casting all the other characters, and I'm just like, uh oh. And then I didn't hear anything for a while, and I'm going, I wonder if that game's still alive. Like we don't know because we can't just call up the friend and be like, hey, what's going on? So, uh but that's that's kind of how it goes, you know. And and if we're lucky enough, there's many things kind of that we're waiting to come out, so they'll just come out at different times, you know. Yeah, and um, you you
0: always have something coming out in a way.
1: Hopefully, yeah, it's not yeah, the yeah. Case, I, you know, but
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah um yeah because i feel like i feel like one of my weaknesses as like knowing something is just not being able to to keep it in like do you have do you have to like i don't know do people do voice actors like tell like therapists or something or like just have to tell someone to get it out
1: i mean sometimes we'll find like if we if we've like um find in at a studio like i'll see a friend above me and i'm like Wait a minute, are you working on this too? And then, like, we at least get to know, oh, mm-hmm. we're working on this thing together, you know? Um, for the most part, though, I mean, I'll just, I might tell a friend, like, yeah, I'm working on a new video game. They're made by whomever. Or, like, mm-hmm. a, I got, I'm on a new riot project, but, like, I can't say anything else. So, yeah. you know, um, I guess some people tell their therapists, but we've just learned that, like, it's just fun work that'll come out at some point, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, moving back, what what were some of the key things um, about the the first like Overwatch uh, versus the two experience on everything from your point of view, um, like recording and like, is it was it a lot more exciting because you knew like you had already had this established fan base with Overwatch and you're excited to share it for the second time? And, like, what were some of your thoughts there?
1: I mean, I think I always prepare myself to not get overly excited because we just don't know how something's going to land. Mm-hmm. Like, I would worked on a million projects before Overwatch 1, and, you know, maybe they didn't turn into huge things. Or I worked on GTA five and, like, my character's not huge, but she's still pretty cool. But, like, it's not, like, my fan base grew or like it was a big pop. So when I was working on Overwatch and then it came out, it was like a surprise that it was such a big thing. Yeah. And I liked that I didn't have an idea of what it could be. So that way we don't like create false expectations to what mm-hmm. might turn into something big and then it isn't. So for Overwatch 2, I just had to hope that um new gamers would want to play because it was a different format of sorts. And then it was like, you know, free to play. So that was exciting. But I try not to worry too much about like what's going to happen because we don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. And for so long, so many fans were just like, Oh, we're tired of waiting. Like when's it going to come out already? And that, that feeling stinks, you know? So I was just like, let's hope that the wait has been worth it. So it was just positive thinking. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that people are excited with new voice lines or they like the kind of new sleek looks and the skins. Um, I feel like now they've really gotten on target and, and they're, you know, new characters are coming out and, constantly sharing new stuff so i don't know it's just excited exciting because we don't we don't develop the game we don't create any of that stuff so we're really um in the dark about that
0: yeah but it's also exciting at times i'm sure for you to to see something new that you didn't know was coming at
1: oh absolutely yeah. anytime we get a new skin i'm like Woo, i didn't know that was coming you know <laughs> yeah uh, uh you... yeah so it's definitely definitely cool
0: yeah you're a fan as well of of that stuff so I think that's sure. really really cool. Um so some Valorant talk um how how has it been keeping up with that um for you over the past like you have you have a lot to keep up with. You have a lot of communities that you have your foot in. Yeah. Um how has the Valorant side been for you?
1: Um it's been sweet in that like the last couple of conventions I've been to, I feel like the high school kids are really excited about Rays, So I feel like it's a younger demographic mm-hmm. um, or maybe high school kids were playing Valorant and they've grown up. And so there's like, a I feel the age difference now, but I feel like I get a lot of kids in middle and high school going, oh my God, you're rays whoa! And then they freak out and they're so excited. And I feel like it's just, that's really sweet. And so I kind of like, I like that they just have this really young energy that feels really generous. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I love that Rays uh is dating killjoy and that they've made that mm-hmm. you know Canon uh so many people would always ask me about it and I'm like I think I'm pretty sure but I don't know so the fact that they've like made that clear is is special um I don't play you know so it's hard to mm-hmm. keep up with like all the changes in the game but I just kind of like knowing the lore and what's happening with the characters um so that's That's about the extent of it i i I follow all the twitters and the insta tags so that if something new comes out then i can keep track you know Mm
0: -hmm. i think it's i think one of the most the, the coolest things to see especially in oh i was looking at uh your stream is it streamly and the the some of the fan art and stuff like just the art is just incredible and i know i think chamber had had put up some that fans had made like though that stuff has to feel so cool to see like sombra and rays in the same picture that someone drew like that's got to feel so good
1: yeah i i love it and i feel like those characters are so different i mean Mm carla is different too but i love that these ones just like they feel like polar opposites in terms of personality um i do love the fan art i get very excited because uh, Ray's is very colorful, mm-hmm. and uh, I just feel like I've seen a lot of really pretty art with her. I, I I just love the community when they're not because I'm not a gamer. I don't deal with the toxicity that happens, you know. And so th- the community generally is nice to us. Sometimes they're like, "I hate your line, cringe, ew, blah blah blah," and you know that's part of it. But. Um, for the most part i just like engaging with with the community because of the fan art because of the cosplay oh my gosh the cosplay is so cool and beautiful uh i met this guy whose friend did a little boom bot oh and yeah and he did this whole thing on i don't know if you saw it on TikTok. Yeah, It's tock yeah
0: crazy. I, I think uh, so yeah
1: yeah and so i'm just like god you're so talented so i love i love that there's people out there doing stuff like that it's just like oh, you know
0: yeah i know one of my one of my mutuals on TikTok. i think you might have like commented or something her name's Mia Mouse, and she, yeah, she does a really good Ray's cosplay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. For and sure.
0: I, I told her the other day. I said she should do Ray's nails as her nails because Ray's has some pretty cool, like, like nails. yellow. Yeah, and I was like, you should do that too. I think that would do well on TikTok. So yeah, yeah. So for maybe sure. we'll see that. But just know that was my yeah. idea.
1: Love it, love it. You get credit.
0: <laughs> um. All right. I'm gonna. I have some Ray's voice lines for you. Um. Do you want me to – I can send them to you, or I can tell them to you, whatever one works.
1: If you want to just uh, send them in the chat, sure. Okay.
0: All right. I'll do that. Um, I have a couple, and if you don't want to do all of them, if you want to do all of them – Sometimes
1: it... Zoom, if I go too loud, it, like, cuts it out, so you got to let me know if you hear it.
0: Okay. Um, Let me just – Okay, yeah, they should be um Okay sectioned off. Okay. Am I just
1: going one after the other?
0: Um, yeah, if you want to.
1: Cool. Colorful Q Paint check. Charges check. Brakes. <laughs> nowhere in sight. Don't have any splints. I may jam my fingers multiple fingers. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. That race has some good invention. We'd love to pick them apart. Hey, now. Or Maybe I say Reina in English. Reina. No. Hey, now. What happened? Who hurt you? Perfect. Sometimes I forget the cadence of certain lines. Like uh-huh. I say colorful kill all the time. I do the paint check, charges check one a lot. But I have totally forgotten about the, that race has some good invention. I have to pick them apart. <laughs> I don't know
0: if I've ever heard that one in game, but I saw it and I was like, I yeah. think that's a good one.
1: So it says that that race has some good inventions. We yeah, to pick them apart. It's cute.
0: Uh, yeah, that's cute. Um, yeah, I I feel like, I mean, obviously you probably recorded some of these so long ago, and that. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so like, there's no way you could remember the cadence and stuff like I that. I mean,
1: because she, I'm the character, you know. I, I, I remember a lot of uh, stuff I did, but, like, for example, for Colorful Kill, we recorded three or six um, mm-hmm. versions, or nine sometimes, and so they choose what goes in-game, so unless I'm talking to a gamer or I hear it online, I don't really know which one they chose, because mm-hmm. it could have been, Colorful Kill! Colorful Kill! You know, like, and yeah. so then once I learn which one is in-game, then I can remember that, but... Um, I Oh my god, for the longest time I was saying my ultimate for Sombra with a different, like, thing song. And then finally a game a gamer was like, hey, by the way, in-game it's apagando las luces. Because I was doing it totally differently. Because I didn't remember which one they'd chosen, you know?
0: Uh, that happens. I That probably is the most common thing that's told to me, by the way. Like, I, everyone is always like, before I do this, just know that it's probably not going to be exactly how... You think yeah. it's gonna be and i'm like oh, yeah i get it i i've i've heard this speech before it's fine everyone's still yeah. gonna love it yeah. uh um yeah i think that's that's all i got for you today um i appreciate you coming and talking um, yeah you've always been so sweet to me and answered my questions if i've had them and that's that's meant so much to me and uh i love your work and i'm i will forever be a fan so i appreciate you coming to talk to me it means a lot
1: thank you Uh, I wanted to plug my movie if you're interested. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yes.
1: Um, I've been, uh, I was working on uh, an indie film for the last two years. It's called Morgan's Mask. I didn't write it or direct it, but uh, it's about a gamer and a cosplayer going through the pandemic on her own. And, you know, she hits some some challenges in life and deals with some depression. So uh, the film gets a little bit dark, but ultimately it's about finding your passion and reconnecting with your loved ones. And maybe getting out of a toxic relationship if that's what's happening. So, um, I felt inclined to make it because it was about like the gamer community that I've met, and a lot of the stories that I've heard are similar to Morgan's stories. So, anyway, there's a lot of fun little, uh, kind of gamer stuff happening. She plays Overwatch for a little bit, she cosplays some Mercy at some point. Uh, there's some Star Wars references, and you know, just fun nerd culture kind of all around. So, um, it's gonna be coming out tomorrow. Ooh. Um yep, on Apple and iTunes and Amazon Prime TV, Amazon Prime video. Um so I'll be sharing all that stuff on my on my socials and YouTube and all the stuff. So yeah. just just like to let people know.
0: And that I will also be in the description and I know are you in this next Valorant signing?
1: I am. I haven't okay. posted about that yet, but I will be doing it on okay. May 12th. Yeah. So yeah. those
0: those both will be down in the description Love if you it. guys wanna get a print and uh see the movie uh i will definitely be watching that now that coming out tomorrow so i'm excited um i appreciate you um plugging that and telling me about that um and also coming on so uh, thank you guys for watching and i will see you guys next time bye
1: thank you guys and thank you